guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Sherwinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwin. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about, uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few, and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called Allbrace, and it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the Allbrace, and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. Hey guys, welcome to Torsion Talk Podcast. This is Ryan. I'm your host. And today we're going to start bringing in some of the team at Such and Such and Aaron Overhead Doors to talk a little bit about um, just behind the scenes and what we do and uh, hopefully drop some nuggets not the brown kind, so that you guys can learn a little bit about uh, some of the strategies that we do. We're going to kind of tell all and share information. So today I have Austin. Hey, guys. So uh, Austin's been with me for like three years. Two, three years, yeah. Wow. Well, he started with Aaron Overhead Doors as a muscle guy. He went to college. Um well, maybe we should post your football highlights. Yeah, be better. <laughs> so uh, Austin was a killer football player in high school. Uh, got a, a, I think, a scholarship to Eastern Kentucky University. Eastern Kentucky University and played a little football. Uh, I think he got homesick. Might be a mama's boy. I don't know, but uh, he ended up coming back early. Uh, college wasn't his thing, but he um, he came down here and was trying to figure out what he wanted to do. So I was like, hey, in the meantime. Why don't you come? He's big, strong guy. I was like, why don't you come help us uh, with the garage door thing? So he's done it all. He's been in the garage. He's wound springs. He's helped install doors. And um, I think one day I just got really frustrated. And he had a background in, like, graphic design. And so we were like, you know what? Um, Let's start marketing. Like, I wanted to hire someone for marketing for Aaron Overhead Doors, but I didn't want to pay for it. So the idea was... Why don't we just bring on a couple clients, have like a small little marketing agency. They can help offset the cost. And from there, uh, we have like a marketing department for Aaron Overhead Doors that we're not paying for. And he um, he jumped on. And at first, I didn't want to do websites. Yep. I, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to have a website. Uh, I don't want to do websites. We'll just do SEO. That's it. And he was like, Ryan, that's stupid. You got to have a website. <laughs> Uh, so I gave in and we did a website. He actually built it. Um, so th- long, cool story there, but, uh, we ended up starting such and such media and, um, he's a critical component to the success of the company. If you have a website with such and such, Austin has played, uh, almost all of the role in it. 
More than, yeah, most of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's really good at what he does. So then we have Daisha. Hi. And Daisha has been with us for... Like a year and a half. Year and a half. And uh, awkwardly enough, I've probably only told like two people in an interview that I love them, and she was one of them. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't scare her away. Uh, but she's a good fit culturally, and I knew it, and I wanted her to come on board. And... You were fresh out of college. Yes. And what were you? What were you, what were you going to school for? Uh, I have my degree in mass communication with a concentration in digital studies. There you go. Perfect for what <laughs> she's doing. So Daisha plays a major role here. She works with all of our clients on the social media side, as well as does uh, puts together all of our um, email newsletters. And so um, mass communications basically is yes. what she's doing, and digital. So. Uh, we play a, a large role with that. And she handles the same thing for Aaron Overhead Doors. She does the Aaron Overhead Door social media as well as the Aaron Overhead Door. Uh, we do two email newsletters. One goes out to our customers and one goes out to our employees. Just keeping everybody in the loop, kind of letting everybody know. So I want to ask you a question. Um, we, um, I want to I like hopefully anyone listening to this podcast, we can give them information that they can use for their own. Like I love to give information away. We've got no secrets here. It's about execution. If they can execute it, great. If not, they can call us and (laughs) use us. Um, But Daisha, tell us a little bit about some of the trends that you see that work really well with social media for garage door companies. Um, Yeah. So working on garage door social medias, um, it's not something that I thought would be popular (laughs) at all, but people love going on social media and being able to see just actual faces from the garage door company. Putting a face behind that name does really well. So I do things like review posts and I'll make sure I put like the employee picture with it just so those uh, customers can see like this was an actual person who does really good work at the company and also so great that they're um, being showcased on the social media. Um, And then customers also like to interact on pages. So I try to do things where people can comment or, you know, leave a little meme or something where they feel like they're a part of the company works very well. So give us an example of a question you would ask. Um, Some of the questions I ask are like, would you prefer a garage door with windows or without windows? And I'll do two different pictures. Um, today for Aaron, I actually did a comparison between Clopay's Bridgeport mm-hmm. uh, doors. Look at you. Yep. So <laughs> um, just just allowing people to choose exactly what they like. And, you know, maybe they'll spark their interest in getting a new garage door. Yeah. So she'll do like side by side, choose this or that, um, A or B, like vote. Uh, that create like if you can get comments or likes or shares, it shows the algorithm that hey, this is something that we need to show more people, and then it'll kick in and show more people. And not all of your posts are gonna get that. Like most posts, especially we've noticed that if you put a link in the post, uh, leaving Facebook or Instagram, they're gonna suppress it. Yeah. And so, what we've started doing is putting the links in the uh, the comment section. So little things like that, little tricks that you can do to try to help out with, uh, but it's all about the algorithm. And it's that way with Google, it's that way with search engines. And um, so it's very important that that uh, you're using and utilizing everything. One thing I think you do very well is you do a good mixture of like photos, videos, and then written content. 
I think that, uh, you know, keeping it different and using different things is really good too. Yeah, just trying to diverse things. Um, no one's going to page and see 10 of the exact same things or yeah. the exact same door. Just switching it up, um, making the content diverse is my goal. Yeah, yeah. Is there a big difference? I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to pose <laughs> it a question. Is there a big difference between your strategy or um, things that you should be doing with Instagram versus, and is Instagram a good platform for garage doors versus Facebook? Um, it's definitely a good platform. Anytime you can get your company's name out there, I think you should. Um, the biggest difference, um, especially with Aaron Overhead Doors, because we talk about that a lot, is making sure we're posting those high-end doors, mm-hmm. um, sticking to more residential things on Instagram. Yeah. Because you're not um, – it's just a better audience yep. on Instagram for that, where Facebook has more businesses and – um, not just homeowners, but also other industries looking for garage doors. So that's where we try to focus more of our commercial things is on Facebook. And then yep. Instagram, we say for more residential stuff. And then the tags yes. on Instagram are huge. I think a lot of people follow tags. Um, I may be the only one that follows like Swanee and Buford tags. <laughs> but uh, Making sure you have those right hashtags are definitely yep. the difference. Yeah. Uh, so Austin, when it comes to web design and development uh what are some of the things that you think are super important on websites uh in general so when it comes to actual design and development i would say the most important things are definitely page speed um user experience um the way pages are marked up with schema um, what is schema for so schema is essentially a code that google uses to um, better determine or figure out what's on your page and how you can display and search results. Uh, but essentially schema is just a code that is provided by Google that helps identify parts of your website um, to make it a little bit more clear in the search results. So um, I'll give you a couple examples of schema markup would be like FAQs. You can use a schema FAQ markup to just say, hey, Google, here's where our FAQs are at. Google's taking those and they're actually indexing them and uh, putting that content on the search results page as opposed to you having to click to your website and go there. And then you got like hours, things like that, all, all those things. Yep, definitely things of that, that nature. Um, but definitely pay speed is going to be a big factor. Um, mobile, a lot more users are using mobile uh, to visit websites now. So um, Google definitely wants to make sure that everybody's websites are fast enough to load on, you know, whatever mobile device you're using. So taking in consideration page speed when you're designing your website is going to be crucial. Why is page speed so important? Um, just because Google wants to make sure that, um, you know, you, you're, you're any, whatever type of phone or device you're on, you're able to load that page. Um, people don't want to wait. People don't want to wait, you know. And They're impatient. There's actually a survey that Google did where um, after how many seconds was Ryan? You know what I'm talking about. Um, where since people drop off. It's after like you have, you have the, well, first of all, the, Average adult attention span is three seconds, which is not good, <laughs> not right? Good, no. But that's uh, you probably have half of that with a website, right? I mean, it's it's got to load quick. So like when you press the button, if it if you're sitting there waiting on it, a lot of people are just going to hit back or they're going to close it out and do another search trying to find something else. Definitely. So Google likes to reward sites for um, having high page speed. Just do to the fact that um, they want users to be able to load the f- site fast um, if it is in the search results. Um, you said something very important. All of that 
lumps into one thing that you said was customer experience. And like I follow a lot of uh, bloggers or videos from people on the Google search team. And I can't begin to tell you like how many times I've heard this. It's like everybody keeps asking these questions and the same answer is the same answer. It's like build the website for the user, build the website for the user, build the website for the user. And people are like, well, what about this? And they like, build the website for the user. <laughs> so it's so important that you understand the path that people want to go through when they're shopping for a garage door or, you know, a roof or whatever. So uh, those things are super important to be mindful of and page speed and, uh, and, and having everything displayed properly, building a website that looks good on mobile and is friendly and not everything that works on mobile or desktop should be on your mobile site. Definitely. There are some things you like to exclude from mobile, um, whether that be a specific uh, JavaScript or an action that's happening on a page, like a carousel or a big video that maybe just wouldn't look as good on mobile. Um, You can exclude things like that. um, But ultimately it's up to you and what you're trying to achieve. Yep. So it's all on the client's goals. So um, when we talk about search engine optimization, we have a killer team here, very, very diverse. Everybody kind of brings something unique to the table. One thing that you bring to the table that I think every SEO company uh, either wants or, um, or lacks uh, or va- should value a lot is the technical aspect because anybody can like write content or learn how to write SEO content, fill out your title tags and your uh, meta descriptions, things like that. But talk to me a little bit about the um, more of the complicated stuff, like the behind the scenes SEO portion, which you already mentioned schema um, helps Google identify certain aspects of the website. But what are some other things? Um, So other things I guess you could talk about that would help with SEO on websites would definitely be um, maybe creating projects for your site or a blog, a post, uh, a post system that um, Google can easily identify and helps users uh, find what they're looking for. Yep. So we did a project uh, tab or what do we call it? A gallery, I think. Yep. Uh, you can call it whatever you want. Projects gallery. Yeah. I mean, I even, uh, we took some clients and created a uh, garage door ideas uh, because that had a lot of search terms. And, and so if people are looking for garage door ideas, if they're searching that, what does that tell you? That's that's a high funnel customer who's in the very beginning stages of trying to identify what type of door they're looking for. So if they land on your portfolio and they're local, it's a home run, right? Because now you've established showing them different doors that you've specifically done and also, hey, we're local. So these pages should be optimized for conversion, um, local SEO, and uh, you should also optimize these pages for make model, you know, make a model number, whatever, um, color, all different types of stuff. Right. Uh, so that if people are doing more specific long tail keyword searches like CHI accent series, 16 by seven garage door, that's a long tail keyword phrase that you would probably rank well for if you had a, like a gallery consistency in everything, including price reliability, Quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer's not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about. 
going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two Somer and their family of businesses are two hundred million dollar companies. They're in over a hundred countries, and they have locations in twenty countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The bifold doors are awesome, and they are doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. Now, a lot of people have galleries or, you know, um, photo albums on their website where they kind of show off their work. But what do we do different that you think plays a huge role in that? Um, I would say definitely optimizing those images um, as well as we can to help Google figure out what that image is about. Make sure you're talking to the mic. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Definitely optimizing images um, to make sure Google knows specific more about that image um, to help them rank that image and whatnot. Um, so optimizing the image. Optimizing the image. And then um, we create content. We have our content creators uh, write content about the project, like what we just talked about, like a project description. We tell a story. And then we'll put like, if we did an opener, we'll put in there that, hey, you know, we installed a LiftMaster 87504 with Wi-Fi and LED lights and whatever. And so all of that is very keyword rich content. And um, it's it's nice when a customer lands on there, they see photos of the project. They see all the content, they get to read the story. And there's a call to action that we normally put on the right or left um, or even in the middle. Uh, saying, hey, if you're interested in one of these doors or something similar, hit us up. So, Something new that we're actually adding is captions to those photos as well. Um, so when people click on those images now, they're seeing the, the long tail oh, keywords nice. where as a customer, you're just seeing, okay, this is a black garage door with this type of windows. But when And it benefits us because now we're going to be able to rank for those words yeah, that yeah. are super simple. Yeah, so. good job. Always getting better. One thing we didn't mention earlier um, that's important, I think it's really important, is site structure. Yes. Um, 
you know, Google really pays attention to how your site's structured in the sense that it's looking for those basic um, pages that most sites have, the about, contact, reviews, and things of that nature. Having a good site structure helps Google um, put those in the search results and um, helps you kind of appeal more um, when looking for uh, specific information of your site. Yeah. I mean, I can't begin to tell you how important that is. That's the foundation, the core foundation of SEO is having good site structure. And that starts with uh, a process that we do with mapping out a, um, a site map. And a site map really is just like a um, uh, how are we going to formulate the path to get to certain pages. So in technical terms, you have like, um, uh, what do they call them? The the father page or the parent page, parent page. Yeah. Father, father <laughs> is a parent. You have the parent page and you have child page. So, um, the, you have a menu across the top, right? And those are going to be, um, probably keyword rich, very descriptive, short as possible. And then you have your drop down menu, which is going to have all of your child pages. And, um, you know, Google wants you to have, I think it's important to not dilute your pages by creating a page for every freaking keyword that you could imagine. Right. Um, like I was just watching a video from them the other day and that was one of their search guys was saying that they've really made a shift and this is something we already knew, but they really made a shift to, um, they're not indexing deep pages anymore like they used to. So you get past like two layers or three layers, those pages just kind of like fall off a little bit and they're not even paying attention because they feel like if you're not putting them in the front, then they're not important enough to be indexed. So you have that. Uh, they also came out with the Lighthouse report in like two years ago, through two, it was probably two, two and a half years ago, announced that um, the cumulative layout score was going to be a ranking factor. Can you talk a little bit about the cumulative layout score? Yeah, definitely. So um, cumulative layout score is kind of based on what are the first visual things that a user is going to see as a, a site's loading. Um, maybe you've noticed with some sites, um, as it's loading, images coming from the left or right, text kind of appears weird, um, things of that nature. So Google is going to be paying attention to see how um, your content loads and where it's loaded to make sure there are no um, issues that the user could come, in, come across while interacting with the site, whether that be on mobile or desktop. Um, but another example of that could be, you know, you're reading a blog post and a little pop-up shows up and you go to close it, but you can't close it. Um, you know, mm. Google wants to make sure that users have the ability to control their experience and are not forced to do anything. So um, cumulative layout shift is going to kind of pertain to that scenario. Yeah, I know it's a big deal because over the last probably like apps are the worst at it. But um, if you are on a website and you go to press something like right after it loads and it jumps on you and you accidentally press a different button, then you got to go back and then you're like, oh, it's going to jump. So I'm going to wait a second <laughs> and then it jumps. And then you're like, okay, now I can press it. Yeah, That's a very frustrating experience for everybody involved. And so they wanted to reduce that. And um, I think they've done a good job of uh, promoting that so that web developers, web designers, and SEOs are playing a major role in making the experience better. And again, we're circling right back to what user experience, right? Definitely. definitely. So we're, we're, I'm going to get to you in just a minute, but I want to ask him one more question on this topic. Uh, we were just looking at, we're building out 
reports in Google Data Studio because we're thinking about switching our data platform for reports for our clients. It's very robust. Um, it's very nice. So the platform we're using is extremely expensive. It has uh, some limitations, but they're very it's similar to Google Data Studio. And so we're thinking about just uh, removing that and investing the, that money somewhere else. So what we were looking at, though, was Aaron Overhead Doors data. I don't remember, or maybe you're looking at data a little bit more than me. What are you seeing on average for mobile traffic versus desktop? Um, so far, I'm seeing it's kind of a 60-40%, um, 60% mobile, 40% desktop. Um, sometimes it hits that 50-50 mark, but for the most part, it seems that mobile has definitely grown over the past years. Um, with newer phones coming out and um, older phones being a little bit more specked out and better than um, the previous ones, uh, people are getting on their phones a lot more and loading up sites a lot faster. Um, so definitely um, seeing a shift in mobile. That's awesome. And what does that mean for you as a business owner who has a website? I would highly recommend one of the takeaways for today is to go on your mobile site, browse it, go through the different pages, click on it, see what that experience is like. Because I imagine if somebody's wanting to buy a garage door, they they may look on their mobile, but they're probably going to, like if they care about the way it looks, they may start on Instagram or Pinterest, which you and I are going to talk about here in a second. Uh, Instagram, Pinterest, things like that. Very visual driven photo. Uh, and then if they're walking their garage and their spring breaks and they press the button and they can't open the garage, naturally, I don't think people are going back inside and opening up their computer and, you know, trying to figure it out. Most likely because that's where the problem resides they're doing the search in the garage, which means they're going to be on their mobile device. So I imagine a lot of mobile searches for repair happen. And so it's important that you have a good mobile friendly site and that your mobile site is set up for good conversion too on the repair pages, because that's probably where most people are going to find you on mobile. 60, 40 is a big deal. That means if your user experience on your mobile site sucks, you're, you're only, you're only really doing 40% yeah. of what you could be doing, which is huge. So Daisha, we talked a little, I dropped a little bit of teaser there. Um, Pinterest is a player for like service companies. Tell us a little bit about how we use it and some of the benefits. Hang on one second. I'm not getting your mic for whatever reason. Uh, might want to wiggle the cable, make sure it's snapped in right there. Try now. Hello. Yeah, there you okay, go. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, so we use Pinterest in two different ways. We actually use it as an SEO tool to get more links. Woo woo. Yep. So um, I would definitely suggest going on Pinterest and just taking every page that you have and making a pin on Pinterest. But also, we're using it just to promote your business even more. Posting those photos. Um, I like to do blogs because a lot of people go on there for blogs. I know I personally do. Um, so things such as how do I make my garage door look better or yeah. um, how to clean my garage door, things like that. Those are pretty popular on Pinterest and um, it can lead to more business. I think organization. That's yes. where I went when I was trying to find ways to organize my garage. Yeah. I was looking for like uh, organizational DIY type stuff. It was all on there, but we've recently noticed within the last year, some of these boards 
our ranking yeah. in the top three-ish, uh, which is pretty aggressive and is something that I've never really seen before. So Google's given Pinterest boards a little bit more love. And even um, with shopping now, you know, if you are in the business or if you are looking for a new garage door, mm-hmm. now there's at the top of Google, they're picking up on shopping or in prices. And so if you have a pin on Pinterest that says, hey, we have this garage door for this price range. If someone s- searches black garage doors around this price range, your Pinterest is going to pop up. And now they're on your website, which is amazing. Boom. That might be too much information. I know. (laughs) That was really good. Uh, So there's a tip, probably something that, uh, that, that we shouldn't drop, but we're going to give it to you because (laughs) we feel like we really don't have anything to hide. And I've already been talking about the black garage door thing for a while. uh, So it's kind of played out probably at this point, but (laughs) Uh, I think it's funny when my friends all over the country will send me a screenshot of a customer who sent them a link to our website or our Pinterest or, you know what I'm saying? Our, our Instagram page and be like, Hey, I want this door. And it's like air overhead doors. And they'd be like, dang it, bro. How are you oh, doing this? Why are my customers <laughs> getting your, your SEO? Uh, so anyway, I think that's cool. Let's talk about email newsletters because a lot of people feel like email's dead or it's not important. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've seen, the importance of email, and then what are some tips that you do to kind of create engagement and uh, make it to where people open? I think the biggest thing is just creating that long-lasting relationship with your customers so that they want to come back to you is the biggest thing with newsletters. And so um, putting information that they want to see is probably the most important thing. Um, We like to... When our biggest thing is making sure we put content that they can get something out of it. So if it's Valentine's Day, I'll put like date night ideas at the bottom yeah. or something to where they look at it and they're like, wow, I have a takeaway. But also your name is constantly on their mind because yes. um, you were sending them out monthly. So if their garage door breaks in February and they got a newsletter in January, you're going to be the first person they think about because you're constantly keeping that contact, constantly keeping that relationship. Or if you just did a door form a couple months ago and not everybody remembers the names of every company, right? Like I think about the path of purchase a lot, like the psychology of how people pick the companies they pick or why people refer. And one of the things that we talk about a lot with like reviews is how do we make leaving a review as easy as humanly possible? Same thing with this, right? How do we make referring us as easy as humanly possible? Mm-hmm. And so if you bought a door from us six months ago, but you can't remember Aaron overhead doors, right? Because it's like you had a lot in your brain. And yep. if you're like me, you have a tiny brain and only so much can fit <laughs> in it at one time. But I do remember they send me an email every month. Mm-hmm. So I can go in and do a search in my email for garage doors or overhead door. And it pulls up and I'm like, oh, these are the guys right here. Here's their phone number. Yep. Give these guys a call. Um, and as a matter of fact, like here's a little coupon or something if you want to do coupons and let them share the coupon with their friends and family. And I think that's a really cool way of uh, you know making that connection and creating an easy environment for people to share the content. So you talked about Valentine's Day. Like I was really excited about what we did this past Valentine's Day. Can you tell a little bit about what we did? Yeah, so we actually, it started off as a small idea. We didn't have any clue how big it would get or if anyone would even reply to it. But we challenged all of um, the newsletter, everyone on our newsletter to send in how long they've been married to their spouse. And 
I think we got like 15, 20 different replies all within like 40 to 50 I think Tamara said we got almost 50. Yeah, it was like, and they were. But she weeded out most of them and then only gave us the ones that were the most. Yeah, and they were all, I mean, we're talking 40 years together, 45. um, And we ended up falling on this lovely couple Mm -hmm. who I think you installed their doors. uh, It's like five, yeah, it was a few years back. And. They were 61 years, 67. 67 years together. And um, they were so excited to be a part yeah. and to share their story. And um, they sent pictures and they got to go to Aaron over here, Doris Milton. And we so what we did dinner and yep. Yep. we booked a um, we booked a uh, reservation at Milton's yep. Cuisine, which is literally two doors down from our our Milton, our new Milton location. And uh, so we booked a reservation, and, which is a very popular location. There's not a lot of seating. So that in and of itself probably was worth <laughs> it. But then we got a $100 gift card. So they got to, they, they got a seat and they got the card. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was just nice. And it was, they were so excited. And to see that they sent us a picture from their wedding day, and then they took a picture in the Milton Center, and it was it was such a beautiful moment. But yeah. and it's something that they're gonna remember forever. That yeah. you know, in, in March, their pictures were in the newsletter. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, they that relationship will forever stand. And and that's another thing. Like I think it's really good that we did a follow up email yeah. because then you have everybody wondering who won or mm-hmm. what was the story. Did anybody really win? Did they actually <laughs> give something away? Cause you get that right. Like you have a contest and then it's like, did, did we win? Did anybody <laughs> win? Like, hello, is anybody out there? Uh, well in this scenario, we sent out an, a March email newsletter and we labeled it like a love a story, love story yeah. uh, for the ages or for a lifetime or something like that. And we, we told their story and, added their photo. Now that has nothing to do with garage doors, but we're in the people business, right? And so we want to engage and show that we're human mm-hmm. and we're not a we're not just a logo or a company. We actually care and we uh we want to we want to be able to include our people into that. And it also shows other customers that they you're truly valued when you come to Aaron Overhead Doors like to see that you're not you're not just yeah. talking about the door that you did or the service that you did, but you truly care about like yeah. who I am as a person. Those go a long way. Like when you have that personal connection to something or someone, you're gonna always want them in your corners. Hundred percent. So uh, that's thirty minutes on the dot, which is good timing. <laughs> is there any nuggets that you guys would like to give away? to these guys, whether it's email newsletters, social media, or web design, uh, web development, or SEO? Um, other than just making sure, you know, your website is mobile, um, you know, mobile. Friendly. Mobile friendly, making sure that, um, you know, your site structure is good and having those kind of basics um, done would definitely uh, help, you know, set you out for success with SEO. Yep. Make sure those uh, those links aren't too deep. And what I mean by that is when you have like AaronOverheadDoors.com forward slash about forward slash us forward slash like, you know, when you have too many forward slashes, those, those pages get ignored a lot. So try to have everything close to the front and, and you don't need a page for every freaking keyword. Like I was just talking to somebody the other day and his SEO company's having a hard time and they suggested building out three 
location pages for every location so they could target a keyword for every, like three <laughs> keywords for every location. I'm like, bro, you're, you're just going to kill yourself. Like that's diluting it's a lot of cleanup. It's a lot of cleanup. <laughs> you're thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah. So I'm like, bro, you know what we're going to have to do? Like if, and when we ever take over this, like we're going to have to merge that content, clean it all up. And, um, yeah, it's not good, but that, that was what they proposed to do. So, um, Daisha, any nuggets that you want to share? Um, I would just say keep consistent. Um, always post. Don't go two, three weeks. Don't just stop. Yeah. Don't just post on holidays because that doesn't show who you really are. If you really want to connect with your customers, you need to be constantly posting and constantly engaging with them. Yep. And if she asked me or you ask me, you could never post yeah. enough. <laughs> so uh, Daisha hears it from me all the time. Let's post more. Let's post more. Let's post more. I want more more content because like if you have i think aaron overhead doors has almost two thousand people that like the page i can guarantee you maybe a hundred see a post yep. you know maybe not even that like and then we have the data i mean we could take a look to see how many views these things are getting but it's a small fraction so why not post five times a day daisha may not agree with me but <laughs> I'm like, I want to get, if, if I'm, if, if it's the same segment, obviously we'll bore them to death, but if it's different segments, because people are online at different times during the day, you might have one, one group of a hundred, see it one time, next group of a hundred, you might have a small overlap, but that's why I felt like you just got to keep pumping it out and keep in like, uh, like we refurbish content. Like yeah. we're going back and stealing posts from 2018 <laughs> and, and that's totally fine. Like these people never saw it. Like. You may feel like a loser uh, trying to post something to get by people, but these people, number one, they've had so much going on in their life that they're not paying attention to what you posted yeah. in 2018. <laughs> it may look familiar, but it's still, you know, whatever. And then we even sometimes just put in there like throwback Thursday or whatever. And like, here's the door that we did in 2018 or whatnot. So, um, you know, just have fun with it. And like Daisha said, faces, you know, action photos of your guys like changing a spring or uh, putting in a door, mix it up. You got to have those photos, got to have the video, all of that. So uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. I really appreciate you guys joining. If you guys like this episode, hit me up. Let me know. This is very different than anything we've kind of done in the past, but we want to create actionable steps for you guys to be able to implement these things in your own strategies to help you grow and make your marketing better. And so with that, we'll wrap it up. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>